Hey everybody, welcome back to uh, our Acts video series. This last Sunday, we talked through Acts chapter 13, where Paul and Barnabas uh, are bringing the gospel to synagogues all around Judea and Samaria, teaching, instructing, rebuking uh, in, in different moments, but they're bringing the kingdom to bear in, uh, in areas outside of Jerusalem as the gospel continues to spread, and, uh, and they're finding uh, faithful men to entrust the gospel to that they might go and, and continue to do that very same work. And today, uh, in our video uh, discussion, we've got all of Acts chapter 14, so a large passage of scripture. Jimmy's going to read it for us, and then we'll have a discussion. And there's a lot to talk about here, but we're just going to pick one little piece of it, and you guys can pick up a different piece if you want to, yes. to talk about. Now, chapter, starting in chapter 14, starting in verse 1, Now at Iconium they entered together into the Jewish synagogue and spoke in such a way that a great number of both Jews and Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So they remained for a long time speaking boldly for the Lord, who bore witness to the the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews and some with the apostles. When an attempt was made by both Gentiles and Jews with the rulers to mistreat them and stone them, they learned of it and fled to Lystra and Derbe, cities of Lyconia and the surrounding country. And there they continued to preach the gospel. Now at Lystra, there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul speaking, and Paul, looking intently at him and seeing that he had faith to be made well, said in a loud voice, stand upright on your feet. And he sprang up and began walking. And when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in Laconium, the gods have come down to us. In the likeness of men, Barnabas they called Zeus and Paul Hermes because he was the chief speaker. And the priest of Zeus, whose temple was at the entrance of the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to offer sacrifices with the crowds. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they tore their garments and rushed out into the crowd crying, Men, why are you doing these things? We are also, we are also our men of like nature with you, and we bring you good news that you should turn from these vain things to living God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that's in them. In past generations, he allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways, yet he did not leave himself without witness, for he did good by giving you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. Even with these words, they scarcely restrained the people from offering sacrifices to them. But Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and having persuaded the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But when the disciples gathered about him, he rose up and entered the city. And on the next day, he went on with Barnabas to Derbe. When when they had preached the gospel in that city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. And when they had appointed elders for them in every church, with prayer and fasting, they committed to them to the Lord in whom they had believed. 
Then they passed through Sidia and came to Pamphylia, and when they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Atalia, and from there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work that they had fulfilled. And when they arrived and gathered the church together, they declared all that God had done with them and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles, and they remained and they remained no little time with the disciples. That's the whole chapter 14. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot going on here. They're all over the place. Yeah, they're everywhere. But, I mean, good grief. He gets, he gets stoned to death. I, mean, uh, I they think, think that's he's one a, of my favorite parts. They think he's a god. They, like, think they killed him. They drag him out of the city, and then they all come around. I mean, it's almost like a funeral. They're all standing around. But him. it's weird. They're, they're, they're worshiping him. And they're making sacrifices, essentially, to Barnabas and Paul. And a, a verse later, they try to kill Paul. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me one bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how people are, right? Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm going to put you up on a pedestal, and if you don't like it there, I will kill you. <laughs> it's pretty normal. That's <laughs> what so people are like. But, you know, you, you do see this. There's a lot of drama, right, in this story where... Um, you, you see the gospel being spread, people being healed, them always dying. And I guess the one piece of the story I'd love for us to talk about is just how easy it is to put people on a pedestal mm-hmm. and want them to be something that you think that they are. And I guess I just want to affirm that I'm a complete mess. I'm a normal human being. Just like, you know, just because a person is a, is a pastor or is in ministry doesn't mean they're not a person, that they're not human, that they're not flawed. Mm-hmm. And we just all, I think, have this tendency to want to put people up on pedestals. I do the same thing. And then when they fall, even an inch or two, we're so disappointed and we're so frustrated and we're crushed because what we're doing is we're building our faith on a person. Yeah. And I love how they're just like ripping their clothes and begging like, no, we're not gods. We're just just men. I'm not Zeus. He's not Hermes. (laughs) We're just men. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 interesting thing, and and uh, it might be helpful to share the story that you did for the the um, the marriage uh, class that you did in, in oh, Boise, because yeah. because one of the things that you know it's easy to do, and I think it's a human tendency um, to to lift somebody up above being a human, and and expect them to to live and operate in ways that are almost godlike. Yeah. And uh, and as soon as we see any sort of frailty or weakness or crack in the armor, um, it's it's easy to become either just so despondent and disillusioned or to be filled with anger that the person isn't the way that you've crafted in your own in your own mind. Yeah, and I know you really well, so I can just speak to that that you're just a you're just a complete bonehead. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. I'm a bonehead that for whatever reason God wants to use. I God's don't know. God's using you anyways. <laughs> yeah. And that's what's so wonderful about it, you know, and 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 I love that God uses ordinary men. Well, and that's the story of the entire gospel. That's the story of the book of Acts. Yeah. These are ordinary Guys, that God is using to do extraordinary things, and uh, it's it's just a beautiful picture. It gives me a, a whole yeah. lot of hope. 
early on in ministry, you know, I think this would have been about seven or eight years into ministry, I was starting a marriage mentoring ministry. And uh, I wanted to recruit some people to be marriage mentors. So I put out a, a slide, you know, on Sunday morning, not really a PowerPoint, right, on, this, on the screen that said, I'm, we're looking for screwed up couples to point other screwed up couples to Jesus. That was my advertisement. And about 50 couples signed up to be marriage mentors in that first service. Because they're going, I'm screwed up. Yeah, no problem. I can do that. (laughs) That's me. And they're like, hey, I love Jesus. I can point people to Jesus, right? And so then we had six different conversations you could have over dinner, basically, Mm -hmm. if somebody wanted a marriage mentor. And um, second service, somebody didn't like that I said screwed up. Because they're like, well, that doesn't seem right. So they changed it to, we are looking for couples to point other couples to Jesus in second service. Because how many people signed up in second service? None. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, it, to me, it was just as a poignant lesson in, in, in our perspective on, on what are we looking for? Yeah. You know, are we looking for perfect people? Experts. Experts, yeah. pros, yeah. you know, super Christians to help other people follow Jesus? Or are we actually looking for ordinary screwed up, flawed human beings to be used by Jesus regardless of, of those frailties and yeah. flaws. And I, I just think it's such an important vision, you know, for our church to know that we're not looking for perfect people. These people in scripture are not perfect people. Mm-hmm. Although he's very courageous, he gets stoned to death and he just gets, gets right up, up and goes back to and preaching walks the gospel. right back in. I mean, imagine what that was like. Yeah. We thought we just killed you and he still got bruises and, and cuts and it didn't kill him. No. I mean, he took a like a beating and so definitely courageous. Yes. And 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 definitely something you want to aspire to. Maybe you know. maybe Paul. Maybe it was less less courage and more just stubbornness. <laughs> like I'm just not going to die, and I'm going to keep saying the same things I've been saying. You, you know? know, he does come across like that actually <laughs> a lot. Paul yeah. definitely comes across like a guy who is absolutely like you can't take him off course. Yeah, like he is a dog on a bone. Oh, for sure. And you see that before his conversion too. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, there's a whole lot more to discuss in this passage, and uh, that's just one thing we wanted to highlight for you guys. We hope you have a great discussion. Praying for you. God bless you. We'll see you soon.